0: Experiences from within the community.
1: Assisting each other through awareness of embodiment.
0: Examples created to showcase
1: a foundation of living from soul. Hi, everybody. So this is
2: a whole new kind of concept that we've injected in with the regular podcasts that we're always putting out. And these are kind of the foundations of living from soul. The state of being as you move up into higher consciousness, there is kind of those foundations, especially within our solar system and the work that we do, that really kind of are the foundations of who we are and what it means to live as a light being. So one of the first things that people always kind of are nervous about when they begin to start to do the work or they get a spin about or they worry about is, oh my God, I'm going to have to break up with my partner. I'm going to have to lose relationships. Um, You know, you start to spin and you really worry that what you have no longer is going to come with you. To be honest, a lot of times that is the case, and a lot of times it isn't. You know, it's 50-50. It's all based on so many infinite timelines and so many different things. It's really hard to predict any of that because you can't predict any of it with, with this work. All you can do is heal yourself, and then when you're ready, you will know. So today's episode is a conscious breakup, and me and Scott are here with Alexia as Alexia just walked through, I would say, our first conscious breakup from this state of being. And me and Scott really mentored her and really helped her see things and navigate things from the highest point of view. But when Alexia started with us in February 2020, this wasn't even in her view. Mm-mm. And the reason why it wasn't in her view is you get the layers that you're ready to see at that point. And there's infinite amount of timelines. So timelines are, you know, trillions of different highways and you are on that car on that timeline. And as Scott so eloquently always said, when we were going through it, he was like, I don't want to be on this timeline anymore. I don't want to be on this timeline anymore. So you basically take your car and you just don't resonate with the highway you're on anymore and you turn right and you start driving that way. So with Alexia, her layers in 2020 very much were, I'm sick and tired of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm sick and tired of the way that I'm living. And you really had to start understanding your core wounds, had to really start to you know, heal all that, layers with your mom, you know, layers um, with all of that and start birthing out you. And then friendship started to go away mm-hmm. was the first thing. So maybe you can kind of speak about that yeah. because that's a relationship and you really truly navigated a conscious breakups with friends
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i i mean friendships that you build in your contrast life most of them can't sustain as you really start to remember more of who you are. And the reason that happens is like Coco said before, you're now deciding you're going to take a right on the main highway and go off to, you know, this individual road and they want to stay on the main highway where you guys have always connected and been. So and they could be the partner in pain. Exactly. So partners in pain, um, you know, connecting over moments, the past, whatever it is, people. Mm -hmm. Yes. All of that lower Using vibration and density. Mm-hmm. So, the friendships that I had going into working with Coco were very much 40 spin, were very much glam, were very much. And explain um, that to people yeah. so they understand. Like cacao ceremonies, like, I mean, girls' club. Like, it was very different than what I would say friendships look like now for me. And if you're not spiritual, then. Then you're, you're out. Yeah. Like that kind of energy. So I mean. But is it
0: like, are we spiritual, but we're still like, we're still talking about other people. We're still <laughs> judging other people. Yeah. Like that's sure. that partners in pain relationship that you were, we, you were based.
1: It was, based yeah. we present ourselves other. a certain way, but then you don't actually, when you talk about people, you say you're coming from the high. So you use the language. So it doesn't sound mean, but really you're coming from a low, low blow. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so the yeah.
1: context of how that would come up is like, wow, you know, so and so, they're they're really hurt, they're really wounded, and that's why they're treating you like that. But like, fuck them. Like, who do they think they are? Do you know what I mean? So there's that very distinct switch.
0: They're not doing the work. Exactly. You're doing the work. They're just. So very much
1: us versus them in those friendships. Us versus them, exactly. Right? So it was like, yeah, it was that groupthink mentality, like very, um, again, just language, 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 zero action or even fucking understanding of how to back it up. Yeah, and very much mixing with clown college. Yes, yeah. So those friendships had really been built off of i mean yeah ego but, the but ego with. Uh, a mask of soul yes right and so talking
2: with soul instead exactly. of embodying soul
1: yeah and so he, I had thought you know those were great friendships because I mean they checked all the boxes that friends are supposed to in 3D they celebrate your birthdays with you they buy you flowers you spend time with them like X, X Y and Z whatever the things I, were I
0: have a problem I can call you them you can call
1: them they're your partner in pain they totally agree they don't you. push you to be better they enable you to stay exactly as you are because it makes them feel comfortable all of that that, right? yeah and they say they support you that's key they
2: yeah. say they you they support you until you rise exactly well, and the that
0: proof- and then they say they support you but they are honestly just going behind your back and still talking shit about you yeah because if they're talking about shit to your face about other people you're the they're no different. definitely going behind your back and doing it because yeah exactly you're no different exactly
1: yeah. so
2: yeah um and you very much came up through the 4D spin. So Mm -hmm. her, her relationships were very much, um, you know, very much that spiritual mask. They were very much those people that knew the language that projected out to the world that they were a certain way, but behind the scenes, they were not. Mm -hmm. And it really started to show last summer when she began to rise. And I didn't even know that as her mentor, I didn't even know that she had the friends that she did. And I was like, You know, after some of our calls and some of our sessions, I'd be like, things aren't clicking. And the guys just hadn't shown me the timelines or the layers of that Mm -hmm. until one day it came up. And I was like, wow, okay. I see exactly why you're struggling the way that you're struggling because you're also dimming your fucking light because they don't want you to shine. Because as soon as you started to show who you truly
1: were, they were still us versus them and they knew more than you knew. Exactly. So it was always like a competition competition and belittling. Yeah. Right. So, but it was very sly in the sense of that. So, um, You know, I'd have a breakthrough in a session or whatever. Naturally, if you have a friendship and somebody asks you, you would want to celebrate that. Not coming from partners in pain, but the intent being different. But it would always be that kind of, like, overshadowing. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's the word. You know. What yeah, I mean? or making, just from feeling, you just felt like you... I just felt like I was constantly, like... Being as, judged. Yes, and as a flower trying to grow, but then constantly being stomped on by a foot.
2: Yeah, because you are leaving outside of the boxes that you know, the status quo, even the people with the language don't like because that's gonna challenge where their spiritual eagle and where they feel comfortable, and mm-hmm. you
1: were about to burn that all down. And I remember a pivotal conversation. I was um at the time getting mentored by Coke when a friend had invited me out to a cabin. Yeah. And this was a big point for me because my body knew that that was not the right decision for me to go, but my human fought it and I went anyways. And it was a great lesson for me to go. Yeah, and I really want to emphasize that. And I re- I'm just oh, going my- back into that timeline if she had
2: to me before because we had it was in between sessions and she said coco like i really want to go and i said how do you feel about it and she said the exact same thing like my body is telling me no but you know i really love them and i feel like i should go and right
1: off the hop you got hit in the face i got hit in the face of the bat yeah And it was just a very eye-opening experience for me. I remember there's one point that just really stands out for me. We were sitting at a table and we were like having a conversation, playing a game and they were sitting and being victims about something and I called them out. I was like like you guys are just sitting here being a victim, but you're not willing to change anything about your life. And then I remember them getting so upset with me because I had said that. And that point for me really hit different because I'm like, if you're calling me a friend and I'm calling you a friend, but I can't call you out and help you rise. This isn't friendship. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm like, there's a huge disconnect here because there really shouldn't be and call you out maybe isn't the right word, but I just brought that to their attention. I'm like, You know what I mean? Yeah, because you were doing the work. You were doing the
2: work yourself of calling yourself out. So you're not, and you were going through it. And to sit at that table when everybody else is being victim, like, even us, like with our parents, with with old friends from contrast life, we have a few of them. Me and Scott, like we just don't coddle it anymore.
1: No, and that and I was at the point where I'm like I'm not coddling shit anymore. Yeah, and so because I'm not with myself exactly. So that conversation and then you know that whole entire weekend that I had spent with those people was really eye opening for me because there does become a point where you finally feel you've outgrown the old. Yeah. And that comes with friendships and relationships and everything. But for friendships, that one moment really smacked me in the face. And then, of course, our programming and the box that we're put in is, Oh my God, to end a friendship has to be dramatic. This big ending, like this hard conversation, all these things. But naturally, when you just let time work its magic, things just fall away the way they're meant to. And as you rise and as you stay dedicated to yourself, you don't give a fuck about any of that. Because you know that where you're going, that doesn't matter. And they
0: just quit calling anyway. They
1: do. They don't care anyway.
2: Yeah, and then they will do a post about you or they will do something to feel their wounds and justify. And find new partners. And find in partners in pain and justify why you did what you did to them exactly right and that's a okay. the
0: keyword there what you did what you did to them yes hmm. it's not it's not so much about what they did to you or how they treated you but how you treated them
2: mm-hmm. yeah and you because know
0: conveniently enough a lot of partners in pain they make it all about like the other person mm-hmm. or someone else it's never about them or what they've done well
2: it's victim Yeah, it's very victim. And you know, what's coming to me right now, and I'd wrote about this in my book, like my best friend of 30 years when I was on my rise, and we moved out to BC, like, literally, I would have swore up and down that she would have never left my life. And we moved here. And she had kind of just like stopped talking to me. And I, you know, it's kind of foggy. I don't even fully remember I wrote about it. So um, I will remember then. But um, to be honest she literally I wrote her an email I kind of expressed my stuff and I said like what the fuck is happening like I haven't seen you since you kind of like stormed out of the the condo when Scott was talking about unions you know it was kind of this whole thing and then she's like she wrote me back and she said you know what I just can't be the friend that you want me to be anymore and I I will always have so much respect for her because that was 30 years of partners in pain. We grew up in the same town. It's like we, you know, she called me at four o'clock every day at the end of her day to fucking bitch about people. And I really was that soundboard and vice versa. She was that for me. And, you know that language that she gave me was all she had, but it said everything Mm -hmm. because now where I am five years later from that breakup, I couldn't even imagine her in my life now. And yeah, it didn't need to be anything dramatic. It didn't need to be anything more. I never responded. I never said anything. I wish her well. We just don't follow each other on social media. It just doesn't matter anymore, but I have no resentment and I have so much gratitude for who I
1: was at that time and the relationship I had at that version of me. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing too, is, you know, as you do rise, you don't hold ill will towards people because what is harboring that resentment and anger are your wounds. Yes. And so when you work on that part of yourself, you don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like you, you genuinely do wish those people well because you don't care about harboring those feelings anymore.
0: And um, well, a lot of what it is, I think, what you're what you're trying to say is like once you know what your wounds are, and you can kind of see how you're responding and reacting from those wounds, you can respond differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But once you also know about wounds and kind of understand them, you see them in other people, yeah. and you realize yeah. a lot of their behavior. Is just coming from that wounded place. And you have compassion. You have compassion. Because you went through
1: it yourself.
0: So it's not... I'm not going to react because I know where this is really coming from. I know you're just hurt.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. and reaction is just the ego. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, wanting to that- be fed. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. and it is food. The for ego it. wants a
2: response. The ego wants to tell them. Yes. You know, it's not Revenge, the light. it's not the, the light f- that wants no. to ever tell anybody anything. And that's the crazy thing about this journey is, you know, I always talk so much about the blueprint of our life. And every single person, every single relationship you've ever had was that player in your game or you were a big player in theirs. Mm -hmm. But we always think that we're such the big player in everybody else's game, but maybe you were that for them. And you really used to always say that to me when, you know, I blew up my life and all of the, you know, like my factory, for example. And you would always say to me, you're like, maybe, just maybe you're a big player in Lolo's life.
0: Well, like a big character in that chapter.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More than
0: like in the life. Because yeah. like you're only there for, for a little bit. Maybe your whole reason for coming in. Or their whole reason for coming in. Was just for this moment. Yeah. Yes. And that's all it is. A piece
1: of clarity. Whatever yeah. it is yeah. Yeah. for that person. But, exactly. But you do see the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. When you are. You're not wounded.
2: Yeah. And so I just want to talk about friendships. Before we move to um uh, like uh, partner relationships. And so you really then got. Let's be honest, you really let go of all of your friends. Oh. And I remember you coming here in December and that's kind of where everything started to smack you in your face with your, your partner relationship, but also with your friendships because you were kind of around the community here and you um, you, know, you met 10 people or whatever it was. And I remember you saying to me the one evening, you're like, I would fucking sit with myself in Regina, talk to no one for the next four months just to have the three hours that I had with the people that were conscious. Yes right and then you bring her like fast forward to um this weekend and like she might get emotional but she was it was her birthday and we were driving and all of a sudden she's just like crying and Scott's like me and Scott are like what you're crying and she's like i'm just like so shook and so overwhelmed and our her birthday had started off at a coffee place and i said to her how are you feeling about your birthday? And she goes, you know, it's really weird. I'm just processing some weird feelings because my whole entire life, it had been with like the old or my family or my partner. And she's like, so that was really weird. And I looked at her and I said, yeah, but it's a whole different ball game when you're conscious because all the old is just part of the check boxes. It's just part of what you do. But when you have... Um, A birthday or an experience in life with people who are at the same frequency as you, it no longer is a birthday. It's a state of being and it's not a Mm hole filler. Whereas previous birthdays would drain people because you're obligated or your wounds to like fill them and be around all these things.
1: Yeah. And to genuinely be surrounded by people who see you not for a human, but for the light that you are is an overwhelming feeling. Yeah. It really is because when you spend your whole life around, you know, people who are your partners in pain or who coddle your wounds or who try to keep you down or all of these different things, mm-hmm. it really is it makes me emotional. It mm-hmm. really is there're no words. It's just such a surreal feeling. It is. It is and you really yeah. got to feel that this weekend. So,
2: I mean, now you're around people who are at your frequency and I feel like you would probably say all over, that you would do it all over again to get to the state, state of being because no longer do you have conversations about people, um, you have conversations about elevation, You know, you have conversations about you know you and Scott on your walk today. You're telling me you stopped and looked at the fucking yeah, the simulation or the eagle. I mean, Scott (laughs) stopped how many times for her to cry over an eagle or kiss a tree, you know? And um, you know, they spend a lot of time together hiking and walking. And you're not talking about people; you're talking about experiences, what you're seeing, and you know, consciousness, right? Like today the simulation that you saw the man who was like and good morning (laughs) yeah and
0: that's that's it's really just a different type of conversation because there's no there's nothing behind it it's just conversation and when there's not conversation it's not it's being it's It's just being being. because oh my god i feel like i should say something or did i say the wrong thing or did i you know say something weird because there's no judgments because nothing that we talk about is coming from a place of, of wounds and hurt.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although Scott does tell me that I am a character on Beauty and the Beast, a chair or something. Because apparently I just don't shut up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, everything's an eagle. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Oh my god, that butterfly. That's an eagle. No, that's I'm a, a fairy. Button.
1: I get very
2: excited in nature.
0: <laughs> yeah. She'll
2: stop and kiss a tree and you just got to get yeah. used to it. <laughs>
0: But it's just in that, and that, and that in itself, like she's able to be like that without judgment, without care. Yeah, we make a maybe teaser a little bit of it, but like for the 15th time that we've stopped and kissed a tree, it's like, okay, like whatever, like there's no, there's no hurry and there's no judging. It's just what you're doing.
2: Yeah. You just, it is what it it's is. The it's, it's the new. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, the new earth. You just yeah. want to stop
0: and kiss trees. Stop and kiss trees. Yeah, like, you just okay. don't
2: care. Yeah, right. You just you really just don't. You care. don't care. Yeah, and you're just so present, and your and your relationships don't come with an ultimative or, or a string Never. attached. It just is. So moving from the relation from from friendships, I really want you to start to talk about your relationship. So mm-hmm. as we note it. And, you know, Scott always says that too about, you know, with everybody that we mentor and everybody as they move from old to the new is, yeah, we do sincerely, we do sincerely want everybody to rise with everybody.
0: Well, yeah, like our friends, like when we start doing something new that we find that is benefiting our lives so much, obviously we want to share that with people mm-hmm. because we know even deep in our soul that they're as wounded as we are and we want what's best for them we want them to rise with us because oh my god what i'm doing is like it's easier it's mm-hmm. it's so much easier mm-hmm. and i feel so much freer and i'm so much happier like we want to be able to talk to our friends about that and most importantly we want to be able to discuss that with our partner the person that we love the most like mm-hmm. we love our friends but boy do we really love our partners mm-hmm. and we want that person whoever that is To rise with us. Mm -hmm. Like we're with them to be on this journey together. Mm -hmm. Not to be on this journey separately. So we always want them to come. The hard part is... is Do they want it? Do they want it? Because they have that human choice to rise or to stay the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they have to decide whether they want to come with you on that journey or they don't.
2: And that's part of the blueprint. And I really want to preface that before we begin is part of our blueprints is you know, you came into this body of form and you said like, okay, I'm going to, you know, find Coco or I'm going to find Scott using us as an example. And we are going to do it this lifetime. Like we really truly are. But at any point in time over the last eight years that Scott and I've been together. And honestly, I asked him at the, him the other day because he was just coming out of a mood. And I said to him, do you want this? And without a hesitation, he's like, yes. And I'm like, then you got to keep, dedicated and work to stay at the same frequency as me and move up with this and really be the embodiment of new earth and what we're here to do. But, you know, I look back in our relationship, for example, when I was, you know, snoring and... Scott's kids were coming to live with us and he sat me down and he said, you know, I know you never wanted kids and if you walk away today and you you don't want this, that's okay. And I sat with it and I said to him, you know what, I don't want kids, but I do want to be with you and I want to go through this journey with you. So I'm willing to take on the kids and experience that experience because past raising the kids for 10 years or whatever the amount it would be, we have each other. Right? And we are here to do this together. And, you know, I know that when me and Scott were really going through it, you know, a few summers ago, he would say to me, There's nobody else I'd rather do this with. I'd rather, you know, I could be down on the river in a van with you. And we always were that team. Me and him were always that team. You know, we could have our last $2, but we each got a cup of coffee or fuck, we would share Tim Hortons if we had to because we were that team. Mm And what really happens in consciousness is the illusion that you have a team when you don't.
1: Yep. And that that. really
2: hit Alexia. So Mm -hmm. when Alexia was here in December, you know, the community started questioning her and saying like, when are you moving here? Like everybody could just feel that like Regina wasn't her vibration for her. And it really started to hit her that, you know, she was going to move here And I think she should really just start sharing about that December where all of the sudden, you know, she cried the night before she was going to go home and talked about
1: how much she loves her dog and her partner. And you know, really tried to... I tried to justify the emotion with the wrong thing. Yeah. And I did that a lot. I noticed in my relationship was, you know, I would really, I would have an emotion or I would have a feeling. And I would try and custom that emotion or feeling to be what I wanted it to be versus the reality of what it actually was. Yeah. So give an example. Do you so, have anything? Yeah, that people- so an example would be, um, you know, I remember one point Coco had uh, sent me questions about partnership and are you truly a team or are or, you know, is it us you versus him and so I remember receiving these questions and I felt that pit in my stomach because I knew that we were not a fucking team Mm -hmm. but what did I do is I operated that whole questionnaire from ego and I convinced myself ways in which we were a team and actually I don't remember when this was maybe two months ago or a month ago or whenever I think it was in like
2: February Uh, yeah
1: I had but recently I'd revisited it and I was laughing out loud because I'm like, Oh my God. Like I really tried to make these questions what I wanted them to be, but even rereading the response, I, it just wasn't what the reality of the situation was. Um, and that happened a lot. Like, you know, I really tried to make this person, Conscious in my mind when their actions and their behaviors were the polar opposite of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And so because I had, you know, sp- spent my majority of my life in the spin right yeah. and when I met my partner you know he was kind of one foot in the spin one foot in clown college he knew you know what he was in clown college but and he when knew she the language and when she spin. talks about
2: the spin she's talking about like yoga she's yoga talking about meditation all the checklist Oracle, like tarot yeah. cards the whole like nine. going to
1: Mexico K- and having some we sort had a te- of ceremony we had a ceremony yeah. like all the things right so and I so I feel like you should
2: really touch on that yeah. yeah
1: so we bonded on those things and I mean our partnership started from partners in pain it was very much saved me because my relationship with my parents my past was very heavy I was in a situation where I was so wounded drinking using drugs the whole nine don't need to get into it but you know I really um I, I really wanted almost like a a dad in him. Yeah. Like I really wanted someone to just take care of me. Because mm-hmm. I had never really been taken care of. Mm-hmm. And you got it. And I did. I got mm-hmm. it. But you um, got breadcrumbs of it. I got breadcrumbs. Exactly. And that was, you know, a big realization for me in the last coming months of what the relationship was. Was that... All of the things that I had settled for, all of the breadcrumbs that I had you know blown out to be like, holy shit, I'm getting a loaf of bread.
0: Well, maybe you guys need to actually kind of break down what what breadcrumbs would yeah. be because I mean that's a term that we've used amongst ourselves, but people listening may not actually yeah. understand yeah so
2: um, breadcrumbs are really where Alexia, like for example, we go back to December mm-hmm. when she came here and she stayed with us, and she says to me and Scott oh my God, my partner <laughs> gave me his credit card and he is allowing me, this was her language, He is allowing me to spend like $150. Isn't that so nice? But he says, I don't get it a Christmas gift, but like I got $150 on his credit card. And me and Scott in private were like, Does she see this layer?
0: And this is And they've been together like five or six years. No, we've been
1: together seven. Seven years. Seven years and she's
0: allowed to have hundred and fifty dollars on his credit card. And that was the greatest thing in greatest. the Greatest. She like
2: blew that up to us. Like, I'm just best day. He's gifted me this. I can go use his credit card for $150. I was like, oh my dollars God, provided
1: for. Provided
2: for. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? And this is when the layer really started to show for and me and unravel. And unravel. And so, she
1: that that's a breadcrumb, right? And so then it's, that ver, versus a team would have been like, here, take the card, buy whatever you yeah, need, so and do a, your a trick. Breadcrumb yeah. is
0: when you're given something small with yeah. an
1: ultimatum, not
0: even with necessarily with an ultimatum, you're given something small and you just make it into something so big, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god, he noticed me today, yeah. Yes, oh my yes. god, like he said, yeah. I look cute today, mm-hmm. even though he never says anything. And normally his comments are like, oh, maybe I look like you look. You're looking a little frumpy. Nobody said I look cute today, so I'm going to ride that high of that one tiny little thing for as long as possible because it's so far and few in between.
2: Well, and I remember you did this as well in February when you had started to – you made the decision that you were moving to Kelowna. And you're really trying to get him on board to be like, this is our place. We're a team, you know, this is our second location. I'm just going out there kind of first and you can come whenever you want. And I kept saying to him like, but are you a team Alexia? Like, are you? And then all of a sudden she faked it till she made it. And she's like, oh my God, we had coffee this morning. And he's like, use the credit card to buy a couch for our place. Yeah, And then Alexi was like, oh my God, Coco, he's like <laughs> buying the couch for our place. He's really getting it. And well, you were just... that... Was and my... I
1: think you probably had given him a conversation about us versus them. Yes, I had. Yeah. But, but that comment, it soothed my ego. Yeah. So I obsessed about that comment because I was like oh my God, then this means that everything I'm feeling isn't true. Yes. Right? And so that happened a lot. A in the, lot. In the last coming months. Yeah. Was, Since January. <clears throat> yeah. Was the, you know, the reality of a comment made. And then what I had twisted it out to actually, you know, be.
2: And looking back, reflecting and, you know, anybody listening, give yourself compassion because you don't know until you know when you're mm-hmm. on the other side. But when you're in it and you can look back, you're like, "Holy fuck! I've had fucking breadcrumbs from day one." Like I remember, we were bugging her when she was kind of like, "When we first started dating, I slept on the floor because he needed to have a good night's sleep." I mean, we're not judging, but that was, bre- it was it bread. It was bread. It crumbs. was breadcrumbs. It's not that the person's horrible or anything, and and not that he meant anything by it. But it truly was breadcrumbs. And at the time
1: I was like, oh my God, I'm having a sleepover. He wants me to stay over. Yeah on the fucking floor you guys <laughs> not in the bed yes. on the fucking floor
0: and she was like
2: oh my god he's letting me stay over like wounded to wounded. the umf degree yeah. Yeah. i
0: should be so thankful because i get to spend the night of his on heart. the
2: fucking A- floor, floor you guys maybe he'll dangle his hand down and like touch me oh my I'm god i'm like ren in the donut and yes scott the yes head. like ren our dog sleeps on the side and scott dangles hi baby hi baby That's was alexia right and that's just coming from wounds i remember i had a guy in saskatchewan and he would say i would you know we'd be in the truck and he'd be like oh yeah like my my girlfriend in her store or something and he would say something nice about me like scott said but he fucking loves me he fucking loves me and then i remember when we ended and i was like you're in love with me he's like i'm not And I just kept fighting him. And I'm like, don't lie to me. Like, I can feel it. (laughs) Yeah, the fucking five times that you said something nice about me to somebody in public versus the three years you were an asshole from wounds. Breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs. But I took it. Mm -hmm. You know, you didn't buy me a Christmas present or even acknowledge me on Christmas. But then I come to your house on Valentine's Day and you buy me a ring for a thousand dollars and I think that we're freaking you love me up and down. No. Well, I got breadcrumbs. And the
1: biggest thing too is like I got all the talk. And, and we're all not talking about words.
2: external. We don't no. need this is this is all this is everything. Like we're not saying no. people need to buy you no, stuff. No, no. We're saying breadcrumbs it, but, as a whole. But what
1: it comes down to is action. Yeah and that just never happened it was all talk and no action i mean i think we mentioned this on a podcast when i first moved here that you were you know, going through it yeah. i was going through it because i had made the drive up by myself um you know and i wanted my partner there but he he chose not to come and that was that was okay
2: yeah, and so that was the,
1: but that was a really great piece of clarity for me to see where his intentions were at. Well, yeah. in January, after she came back from here, she spun all of January like spin.com. Spin.com. And
2: com. what she was trying to do was bring her entire life from Regina to here. here. Yeah. And she, like, you know, made him get a guide committee reading, paid for the guide committee reading. And we really, <laughs> really learned that if couples are buying their partner a guide committee reading, it's very much save, save me. me. Mm-hmm. And they have to want it from themselves. So she bought this whole guide committee reading. And then he said he got everything. But nothing changed. Right? Mm-hmm. Like nothing changed. So then all of a sudden she makes the decision. And she's like no I'm choosing myself. And February 1st she made the decision. She got a condo. And she's moving to Kelowna March 1st. So all of February the context kind of was like holy shit. Like the goggles are coming off. You really started to process the reality of the breadcrumbs yep. in February,
1: and also the reality of just being on my own. Yeah, because you know, for the majority of the seven years, it had been me being reliant on this person. Uh-huh. You know, I hadn't, I hadn't really had my own back.
2: Uh-huh. And I think a lot of us <laughs> fall into those type of relationships. Like, I feel like a lot of us fall into that. Like, Scott and I always talk, like, if I was to pass away tomorrow, like, Scott wouldn't know where our car loan came from, you know? And I think a lot of couples can relate to that, right? But then in the next sense, like Scott has grown so much as an individual and vice versa in the last eight years together. But very much Scott and I are, you know, one percenter a lot of times with our with our comparisons because we came to each other very much wounded. He was out of a second divorce. I was still in a relationship you know, very much partners in pain, very much distraction. But we saw each other's light. And then we grew together and healed together. And have very much had a very open and um, very open and vulnerable relationship, Mm -hmm. you know, really showed each other our, our sides really have talked about our sides and very much been that team. So you can use me and Scott as the team, whereas your relationship very much wasn't that it was masked. Based on the illusion that you had in your mind of that person because you were so scared inherently as a rejection wound on mail um, of, being, of, on of being on your own mm-hmm. and losing that person. Yeah. So then she moves here in March and that the first thing that really stood out as her mentors was that she was driving alone. And, you know, it's like it doesn't matter what the fuck's going on in my world with Scott. I will make an effort to be there for him and god knows he would he would do that for me it's just
1: priorities period you know there's no there doesn't need to be an excuse or anything it's it's when you're a team and your partner is making a big decision you're there regardless Mm -hmm. and 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 that's just it is what it is you
0: have to show up
1: exactly you
0: have to show up like sending a card and being like you know what i love you have a safe trip
2: Let me buy you some groceries. Let me buy you
0: some groceries. Doesn't really add up the whole fuck of a lot. No. Mm -hmm. Unless it's some... Like, obviously, there's very extenuating circumstances. Mm -hmm. But if this is, like, just work, and you've known about it for a long time, and they still can't show up... And
1: they still can't make it a priority. They
0: still can't make it... They're not not making it a priority. They're not making you you a priority. It
1: speaks volumes. It speaks Mm -hmm. volumes. It really does. Because... Yeah, and I mean. And so you had huge breakthroughs
2: once you got to Kelowna because you no longer were in the air that made you sick. You no longer were in the cage that you didn't even know that you were in. And you were really able to view it from a higher point of view. Yeah. And I feel like that's where your biggest breakthroughs came through. Mm-hmm. So you really were a hot mess when you first arrived because it was just so overwhelming. The frequency change, Kelowna, your place, yeah. you saying yes to Everything. you. It was overwhelmed.com. You know, overwhelmed. And then me and Scott really Walked you through what was March, which was your breakup. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, like, yeah, the breakup was really interesting as we talk about, <laughs> like, um, the awareness. When you came here, like, you were very much were using the language towards him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are like, you know, like, you would just come out here. You'll be so much better. Like, this is... This is your lifestyle. This is everything that you love. Like but then is-
1: also being savage. Like, I'm like, listen, there's a fucking backup plan to a backup plan. Yeah, then. yeah. Like, if you don't pick up your fucking, your ass, someone else is going to. Well, yeah. And here's the thing. Like, you shouldn't, and this is a big thing in
2: in this community as a whole, is you shouldn't have to convince your partner. Never. So if you're trying to convince your partner to have a baby, if you're trying to tell your partner to that, get
1: married, with to get you, married, to move
2: in with you, yes. to, f-
1: to make a big change with you. And you know what? Even if your partner does, but then once you get to that destination, they're not supporting you as a team. That in itself speaks volumes. Yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't have to
2: convince anybody. No, as anything. a conscious being, it just it just flows together like they're showing me. It's two rivers that come to a head and just become one. Yes. You don't need to fucking scream at the other at the other river and be like, get in your fucking canoe. Get in your canoe. Come on. Come on. Come on. I want a baby. I want a baby. We're meant to have a baby. Get in the canoe. You just flow, you ebb and a flow, and you just have a baby. Yeah. You know, you have your discussion if you're on the
1: same page or whatever but naturally it just happens well and the thing with partnership too is naturally somebody's going to be a little bit ahead and a little bit behind that's going to switch you guys are almost going to do a dance because that's just part of the rise and the journey Mm -hmm. but that doesn't excuse lack of action and that doesn't excuse convincing because even when you are in those states where you know Maybe Coco's a little bit ahead of Scott or Scott's a little bit ahead of Coco. They're not convincing the other person, hey, get the fuck up here with me. Mm-hmm. No, they're loving that person as they are where they are because everything they do in their life is still, we're a team. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it, come, it, it, it comes from that team mentality because this is the person that you love. Why wouldn't you want to support them?
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like
0: if you're not willing to support something that they do, like that's again is another one of those things that we need to pay be awake to and also
2: and here's the thing about support in relationships as yeah. well is it's not just saying I support you it's actioning that too because I know there's a lot of people where their partners don't even want to talk about what they're doing yeah they don't even want to engage or they can't get off their phone or they don't under they don't take the time to understand it they have every excuse in the book as to why They can't support you or, you know, especially with being conscious in this type of work, it's like right away, it's like, oh, I will, I will, or, you know, you know, I like, what was it that he always
1: said to you? It was like, well, I am going to do it my own way. No, he had a freaking five-year plan, three-year plan. So after his you know checklist was crossed off then he would start doing things yeah but we're not waiting for some days people it's fucking now it's action now Mm -hmm. it's action in the moment now it's not talking about it and then maybe doing it it's fucking doing it yeah
2: and you were doing it so you came here and one of the biggest things is you were still, I'll never forget, we were in this antique shop with you, probably week one of you living here, and there was this beautiful Egyptian painting, and you, you felt it, like you were getting emotional, and me and Scott are like, well, you know, you, you, guys, you have your guys' credit card, put it on your guys' credit card, and she was so pinged by that. I couldn't. She couldn't do it because she never saw it as ours, it was him, yeah. and if I buy that, then he's going to want me to pay him back or he's going to want me to whatever. Or he's going to judge or he's going to... So
0: you didn't even have a partnership with your partner.
2: No. No, you had a dad.
0: It was like a you versus me. Yes.
2: And... So that started to hit you. And we really mentored you on that. We're like, look at these things. Mm -hmm. Like really notice this. Mm -hmm. And everybody fucking says they want to, you know, have the line life. They want to have the great partnerships. They fucking fake it on Instagram until the cows come home Mm -hmm. and you did it too. You know, and they, they, they fake it. They don't want to, they say they're in love. They say all these things, but there's a difference between being Um, there's a difference between loving somebody and being in love. Yes. And there's a difference between being in love with the human and being in love with the light. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, the fucking human is going to die. And this body, Scott, doesn't exist. Alexia doesn't exist. But this light continues on. Mm -hmm. And you just enter into another form. Yeah. And and you repeat the lesson until you learn it. Mm -hmm. And so for you, you really stood up in all the timelines that you have lived before because you started entering in some of those as you are ready to handle them and realize that this is this is a karmic reversal upon lifetimes which is with everybody in serious relationships Mm -hmm. anybody in a serious relationship you are reversing timelines you just are yeah so And they're fluid and they're that's fluid. why like,
1: you can't use labels to, to stay in a relationship. Like, you know, the 40 spin things like, Oh, we're twin flames or we're fucking yeah. this and that. Like, no, that's not an excuse to be somewhere where, you know, it's us, you know, me versus you because it, it it's just, I well, see and, that so much. Well, though. and twin
2: flames. Here's the thing about twin flames that is so fucked up and so misconceived in the 4D is a twin flame is here to push you or pull you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so in your case, your twin flame pushed you and then it tried to pull you back down yeah. when you rose. Exactly. Right. And they're one of the most potent relationships to really help you change and heal and move and move on up in your thing. Mm-hmm. But people in their ego, they get this so romanticized thing that we're twin flames and soul soul we're soulmates, and but that's coming from your wounds. It is. Cause I mean, my God, Scott and Renner are twin flames and like, I mean, it shows, but <laughs> it is what it is, yeah. right? Like you're attaching to the human label versus the light it and what nothing. that embodies. It, it it doesn't matter, people. No.
0: And and really, it matters only if they're coming with you. Yes, exactly. exactly. But, yes, but, exactly. But here's the thing. A point relationship isn't just point because it's positive. Mm-hmm. A point relationship is impactful also because it can be negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we always want to make things out to like, oh, you know, this person is such a great person in my life. But a lot of like your arch nemesis, your, your villains, the people, you know, that you dislike in your life are point relationships because mm-hmm. they've really helped shape you. Mm-hmm. And help
1: you rise good, in some way.
0: In some way, good or bad. Like that's why there is no, that's essentially why there is no good or bad. Mm-hmm. It's just like learned, unlearned.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's what we need to look at it reversed. is because that's really yeah. what it is, is mm-hmm. learn, unlearned. Did I learn a lesson and did I rise or did I like not learn anything and I'm staying right where I'm at? Well, and
2: one of the biggest things then that I noticed with you that you started processing in those first few weeks of March was, you know, we get this fantasy in our head too that never again. Mm -hmm.
1: Never again are we going to get somebody this good. Yeah. And so wanting to stay because of that yeah right of like you know your ego will try and pull at anything well you're never gonna find someone who's gonna love you like this way you're never gonna find someone who fucking meditates in the morning with you you're never gonna find someone who enjoys coffee as much as you but really like those are all the excuses that we try to use so that we can, you know, stay in the experience we're in because it's comfortable and familiar and we don't know any different. And oh my
2: God, I don't want to have to start this all over again. And I hear all the things out in the world and how horrible it is to date or do all this stuff and everybody's fucked or wounded or whatever stories you tell yourself. Mm -hmm. But really you're, you're lying to yourself. Mm -hmm. So in your journey, then in March, you kind of went through that whole scenario. And then it got to a point where she had just simply asked him to come out here and see what, what she had built and see what she had had. And and, experience the life that I'm living out here. Yeah. And he couldn't, no, he couldn't choose her. He couldn't make her priority. And then me and Scott as mentors, it was like every day that she was fighting to prove this, to show this, it was draining um, it was draining her, you know, and she was coming from that consciousness. So then it kind of hit, um, a point where she's like, we're done, we're breaking up. And then you cried and really mourned that for a whole week. Mm-hmm. Like you were in a spin, you were in the human and everything, you know, just hit her. She'd go to the mall. She, she would cry. She'd hear a song. She would cry. She very much went through that human emotion. Mm-hmm. And then what has happened is then Scott came in, Sensei Scott. <laughs> And fuck the whole shit up, no. (laughs) But what he then mentored her on was this.
0: Well, I told her, like, everything that she wants him to do, she's fighting with him so hard to do to get him out here that she's attacking him. Mm -hmm. And then what, what do people do when they get attacked is they retreat and they pull away. So essentially she was driving him away from the very thing that she wanted because she was being so aggressive about it. Because that's what she wanted so badly.
1: And Judy's fucking
2: savage. And you were really (laughs) trying because you see things from such a different lens. You know, you're at the top of the skyscraper looking down at the people at the sidewalk, and you're like, god like if you breathe this air and did this and understand this you would see the life that we were living in regina and see what a fucking fake facade it was and keeping us so trapped Mm -hmm. so now that you've climbed the stairs up the up the skyscraper you're hollering down from the hundredth floor to the sidewalk and he's just not clicking well because
1: i fucking burnt burnt one down and then built a whole new bitch up yeah and he just
2: couldn't grasp no. it. So what had happened then is Scott had said to stop being so aggressive, basically. And I'd come at, at it. And
0: come at it a lot softer and be like, you know what? I I can't remember the exact words I was using. It's like, I want, it, I want you to, in my life. I want you out here. I want you to experience this with me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Rather than to like. To come from I. To come from I. Yes. Instead of like, you need to come out here and do or this. You, you need to experience yeah, this yeah. or you don't see that and but
2: and what scott had also really mentored on which i thought was so great is the guy only knows what he knows Mm -hmm. you know he's coming from strong lineage and from the three of us sitting here we come from saskatchewan which has the sask vibes checklist eeyore vibes eeyore vibes where it's like dude to do everything's just this you know you have such your checkbox your five-year plans your savings your money like just the deeply rooted things and fear mm-hmm. that you can't even imagine the life that we're living because that's what you do at 65 mm-hmm. once you've hustled and saved every single well, that's penny. what you
0: see in tv yeah, yeah once TV. you've got
1: the kids yeah. you've you've yeah. gotten married you bought your house you've got a boat you got a cabin yeah you've... and how yeah, it looks to the it's
0: external it's exactly. tv it's one tree hill it's yes. an oc it, yeah. it doesn't exist because that stuff is all fake yeah so you can't even comprehend living that life even though like you kind of secretly covered that life because you you were
1: taught you have to
0: yeah Mm -hmm. you're just shown to because it's it's bizarre Mm -hmm.
1: yeah you don't know any you don't know
2: any different. so scott then mentored alexia on approaching it from that way and she had had a clicky moment and she was like wow okay i've been really aggressive i feel really bad and it was really really hard for her on her layer of her rise and her growth to all of a sudden surrender to that and then go back to him and be like Okay, I've been really hard on you, and say whatever it is
1: that she said. Um, and I, I think- just apologized. Yes. I was like, you know, I, I really didn't see how I was coming at the situation and how I was talking at you, not allowing you to help me understand you, and there was a big disconnect. So yeah, I sent an apology, and then you know,
0: well, how? Okay, <laughs> you sent an apology saying you kind of. I am sorry for like being like so aggressive with you. I love you kind of thing. And then what does he reply back with?
1: I forget. What did he say? Uh
0: it's something like um yeah,
1: yeah, you were off your rock. Yeah, you were oh, like, yeah. you were super crazy. No, he no, he, no he goes, crazy. Did you have your period last yeah. week? Well, yeah,
0: that's what it was. Yeah, it was mind blowing. Yeah. yeah, he mm-hmm.
1: goes he goes it was He goes, Did you have your period last week? Because you were acting crazy. Yes. <laughs> Take that. I'm in. like like, and then then and, and then, then everything got, pivoted yeah, from every, that point. Everything pivoted. And then it
0: was just a lot of statements like that is what you, Led kept, to you kept hearing from him over and over again.
1: Blaming you. And what was so crazy, you guys, is when I was in it, I never saw it. Yeah. I never saw it, and I bet you these comments were happening all the time, but I never saw it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and, and I, I feel ha-
2: like lots of people are going to resonate with this, and they really need to sit with it. And if this is pinging the shit out of you, like you need to sit and look at your life because well,
1: you already know. You
2: already know. Let's be yeah. real. You and are if you've already, already shut this podcast off, you, you fucking know. know. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't hear
0: this part of the exactly. Show. <laughs> or if you're
2: fighting shutting it but off, but it's yeah. um,
0: it's not as scary as you think going forward by yourself. It you really
2: know? isn't, and. Yeah. So then after you finally made the decision to break up and just stuck with it, I mean, it's been shocking.
1: It's been shocking. You guys, the relief, the, the the, the grief, the 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 grief grief.
2: wasn't there really No,
1: because I had really taken my time for that one week to fucking feel. Yeah. And you also went through it in January. I did. I spent all of January crying every day in a spin, you know, oh my God, We're breaking up and really coming to the terms that that was a possibility for us and feeling Mm -hmm. into that, like, you know, actually feeling it, not just saying I'm feeling it, but crying and really just getting into those fucking uncomfortable emotions. Yeah. And then for the week that I took, I feel like, you know, the combination of January and that week, it really helped me speed line things.
2: And that was shocking for you
1: too. Because, I was like, what the because fuck? Because when we're
2: so used to these dramatic and hateful. When you're wounded. Wounded. Yeah. When you're an ego and you live in your contrast life and you live from your wounds, you know, it, everybody hates everybody or somebody cheated or, you know, it's, it's like never had, civil or whatever. So to have just a conscious breakup. Easy. Amicable. Easy.
1: For you, yes, we can't for speak me. for him, no. but for
2: you, it's amicable, the weirdest thing. Amicable,
1: yeah. like, you know, we can still talk on the, like, yeah. you know, I could call him tomorrow and it would be, fine. there's no animosity between us. It's an understanding, but, you know, what? what really hit me was the that time is such a fucking illusion yeah because the last relationship that i ended it took me two years to get over the guy mind you i was wounded and whatever but that's and, so classic when you're wounded you no know, it is it it, it really you it sit become, and you're the martyr you yeah feel and so, it becomes so sorry
2: you become for yourself. so addicted to that pain and the chase yes yeah, right cause
0: your your family would call you and be like, are you doing okay? Yeah,
2: and and that's like, been which, an eye-opening thing for me. Yes, You'd be true. like,
0: no, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm like, are I'm... you sure? Yep, yeah, people can't yeah, no, accept it. Oh, so
1: are you guys back together yet? No, no we're not.
0: No. But I'm fine. I'm
1: I'm fine. I'm happy. I'm happy. Like, literally, like, people called me, you know, f- my family for my birthday, and they're like, so how are you doing? Are you okay? I'm like, I had a, the best day, and I'm great. You know, people people can't accept that. No, they can't. Because
2: nobody has conscious breakups. Because
0: we want that other person to be in pain. Because then they're reliant on you. Well, that's why they're reliant on us because that just makes sense. Because if I were to do it, oh my God, I'd be just so devastated. Mm -hmm. Because they wouldn't have... After seven years. After seven years. But they're not... They're approaching it from a wound. Mm -hmm. Rather Mm -hmm. like we just... Fellow of love well, yeah and
2: yeah. you and you hear things from people too like oh we should go you know i mean her mom's aggressive but like <laughs> it's like we should go keep the car you know making jokes <laughs> but that's what people do no they do you know what do you want me to do i'm gonna go stalk him i'll go or, steal the dog uh, yeah or i'll go you know get your clothes back or whatever and you're just like fuck none of that matters but when we're wounded we do whatever we can to drag that on and inflict the pain and honestly if you don't sit and heal from it it just rolls into the next relationship and the next. And the next, and the next. Mm -hmm. So it's just been so eye opening for you. And now you know you pay, you've paid your rent. You know, three months here on your own. You've done everything, and I think it just
1: it changed you. It really did change me. Mm -hmm. You know, I I am really appreciative of the experience. As hard as it was at the time, yeah, I really am appreciative of it because it taught me a lot. And really, it taught me that I'm okay just by myself. I don't Mm -hmm. need anyone. I don't need to ever be reliant on anyone because I got me. And I've proved that to myself time and time again, that like I can provide for myself. I can sustain myself. I can be the source of my happiness. I can be the source of my energy. I am the, the source of everything that I need. Another person coming into my life. Yeah. They contribute and, and you know, they add to that, but they aren't the source.
2: Yes. And I feel like when we're so wounded, um, they're the source, mm-hmm. you, know, and that, everything, and, and, you know, and I know that there's so many people that are listening to this where you're in a relationship where that person is your source mm-hmm. and it actually physically makes you want to vomit if that person left. And, you know, I used to kind of go through a layer of this myself with Scott, because Scott very much, I was like, oh my God, he's taken so much care of me when I was a hot mess. Mm -hmm. Okay. When I was going from ego to soul, but it's only been recently where I'm like, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. As is Scott. Like last night I heard him talk to his parents and they were like, oh my God, like, what if you die? And Scott's like, Coco will be okay the kids will move on. You know they're old enough now even if they weren't. Yeah. You know, we live in such fear. We stay in relationships and we stay in everything because we're so scared of what, you know, in Saskatchewan to be honest for all of us, we talk about this all the fucking time. You could be your grandparents could sleep in separate bedrooms and hate each other and they're swearing and they're yelling but they'll go and have their 60th wedding anniversary and you get a letter from queen, the queen celebrating what? time celebrating time not love not love mm-hmm. you know we stay with people because of time mm-hmm. my 16 year relationship i fell out of love with that person so many years prior but the reason why I fought it and stayed with that person is time i 'd always be like well i 've been with them for ten years time. like i have to I have to at least try. Mm-hmm. I have to keep going. But you know the best thing that ever happened to me was when that fell apart because mm-hmm. that caused my awakening and then it also helped me rocket fuel in my relationship with With Scott, And if at any given time, if Scott's like, I don't love you anymore, I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Will I be sad for the human leaving me? Yes. But at the end of the day, it just is going to expand me and open me up to so much more. But we could become so codependent on the illusions Mm -hmm. in our mind. Mm -hmm. Because the external of that person is what we think is our everything. Mm -hmm. And let's be fucking honest. Disney... Fucking yeah. TV has fucked everybody up Everyone. for the standard the of what you think relationships are supposed to be.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, they think that you're supposed to be, you know, wooed and swooed and fucking every you're night. Yeah, and yeah. It, and it's not that. It is a solid. Um, healing within yourself, and then the partnership just ignites the flame below that. You know, Mm -hmm. you already have your flame. Scott already has his flame. And then together as a partnership, we create a big flame, and then that outputs into the world. Mm -hmm. And that's a frequency on its own. Like, love as a whole is a frequency. And you don't consciously like you've got to wake up and you've got to realize that you're sucking yourself dry if you're staying in a relationship waiting for someday. Mm-hmm. But really, yeah, waiting for someday like, how long do you sit there and you wait for someday? And here's the thing in this journey, it's a big thing for people. They're just so scared, they're so scared, and people. Are like, well, I'm, you know, I'm gonna lose this person or that person, but it doesn't fucking happen overnight. Like, if you use Alexia's journey as a marker for that, she started with all her other layers. She got comfortable with the friendships. And like Scott said, we always hope that that timeline stays the same and that person Mm -hmm. that you love rises with you. But if it happens to switch, if it happens to not, come with you you will know when you're ready yeah and like this wasn't a year ago this time like you you
1: would would have been shook i i would have never known let's be real you
2: wouldn't have been able to receive it either no no right like you weren't even ready fully in december when it started smacking you in the face no but now you're like what the fuck
1: because you did the work and then all of the sudden you were able to see it and to the build-up right like you know, starting to have that awareness and then getting annoyed by that person's lack of action Yes, and then getting annoyed by, you know, the comments that they make and all these little things like these are, those were all indications for me that like, this is hitting me in the fucking face here, folks. Like you can't run from that. Right. Like, yeah. And, and what, and what, what would you say that you would do to run from that? now that you look back I, what is know, it that you would have done to run probably from that? overcompensate I don't know like dates sex yeah um just the convincing in my mind of like yeah. how good things were I don't know reading into breadcrumbs yeah right like yeah. all of those little things mm-hmm. you know um yeah convincing myself that the life that we had was so great and everything I wanted yeah really like what was so great about it
2: and I remember saying that to you too I was like when you were debating, uh, jumping to Kelowna or staying in Regina. And I said, what are you staying in Regina for? Like, what are you waiting every day? You're waiting for him to come home. Mm -hmm. And then what literally, you know, and that's where I think people need to really look at their lives. And as they move up in the consciousness of, of (laughs) who they are, you know? So I feel like is there anything else that you want to share with people? Scott, is there anything we want to say? on like conscious this. I've just wanted to share her story. And I feel like you were very much there with her through these last few months and, um, you know, really saying yes to you. Like it's been such an amazing thing to be your mentor and watch you and really navigate it for you. Um, with you you know and and then, and that's the misconception too is like I would always say to her I'm like oh can you only imagine what people that are snoring back home are saying about say your mentor mm-hmm. that I'm telling you yeah you know you're in cult vibes or whatever the case it is I never fucking once said a thing I never no. once told you you would come to me or we'd be in session and we'd go into timelines and I would mentor you from that place no. and it always came from the highest place for you to make the choice the human choice that you needed to make for
1: you. Mm-hmm. No, I was never told. It was always free will.
2: Yeah, right. I made the choices that I made. I took the action that I well, made. When you saw the awareness, because like me and Scott are in, in the relationship, we're not on the Facetimes. We have no idea. Mm-hmm. You know, we really sat with the energy to take it so that we could view it and help mentor you, and that's how we got the downloads, and. You know, this is, this is going to be a common thing in our world Mm
1: -hmm. because you cannot rise with a sinking ship. No. And you know, also the breakup doesn't have to be this big blowout either we talked about that with friendship but it's the same with the breakup like it really wasn't this big dramatic ending fight screaming whatever yeah we had some heated conversations there was emotion for sure but you know at the end of the day i do still have love for that person i wish them well in their life and i can genuinely say that Mm -hmm. like i remember being in contrast wounded as fuck being like i you know i wish the best for them no i had secret resentment i was harboring yeah and you hope
2: that their next relationship was worse right but
1: truly like genuinely (laughs) i do hope that this person finds everything that they can in the life that they're that they're choosing the frequency they live at exactly Mm -hmm. i do hope that for that person and the years that we did spend together they were great through the lens that i was operating from yeah and the wounds exactly but moving forward you can't you can't be dedicated to rising and not have a partner who's willing to move up with you
0: yeah and don't settle for well, I've got a little bit of what I want. Yes. Is really what it is.
1: Yeah. And I
2: think we really need to say that before we go. And I know that hits different and I can feel the energy of people, but it's the fucking truth. Mm-hmm. You Whether- can't embody new earth and be living from that state While you're in fucking clown college with your partner. No. You can't be sitting here living in fear. You can't be begging him to have a baby or change or marry you or do all that. Stop a habit. Yeah. You can't sit there and, you know, every single night sit next to a partner who's getting wasted or getting high on weed and expect you both to fuck and to live from new earth. You just can't. No, because let's be real. That's dressing a wolf in sheep's clothing and
1: saying that you're doing it. Yeah. And, you know... If they're using the language, you guys, that's not because they're fucking doing it. That's because they hear you speaking the language Mm -hmm. and they're using it back at you. Mm -hmm. It becomes a weapon. It becomes a weapon, but that's a big thing and it's very sly and sneaky and we don't realize it when we're in it because that's the ego's, you know, it is. Because for
2: you, you, when you got that language, you're like, oh my God, yes, yes, like he's doing it. He's conscious. We're rising together. Yeah, because what? He
1: said spin? Yeah. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Because he said blueprint, because he, you know, meant he said consciousness because he dropped one fucking metaphor. Like, you know, it, that means nothing. It's the action. What is this person doing day to day to rise and better themselves? Because really, if they're not doing anything at all, the proof is in your face. Mm -hmm.
2: And if they have a, and if they have an ego about it and there's couples too, where they think that they know more and they don't, and you're beneath them. You know, oh, well, you're doing the work that I've known about for years. Okay. But you're fucking sitting on the couch getting high every night, or you're Mm distraction, or you're drinking, or you're in clown college fucking saving your pennies and in lack and in fear. But you're telling me you've known all this for all these years? Mm -hmm. Take that in. Mm -hmm. Right. So just, I really want everybody to sit before we go. If you're sitting in a vehicle, Um, who's sitting next to you because if that person isn't it's not a team and also there's been people in the community as well who that person was sitting in a vehicle with them and perhaps moved with them or perhaps you know supported the job and whatever but then like you said once they get to that destination how does it look yes and the truth is in your face Mm -hmm.
0: are they are they helping you pull or are you pulling them
2: yeah yeah so take that in welcome to being conscious and having relationships.